says the Mishnah, the same kind of principle we set up before in the previous Mishnah regarding taking challah from a mixture of challah, obligated and no longer obligated. Those would apply if you have a mixture of, let's say, um, we'll have two cases here, both of fruits, either olives or grapes, that are a mixture of olives with olives, or olives with, or grapes with grapes, where some of the olives are obligated um, in tithe and some aren't. So how do we tithe the mixture, or same with the grapes? And the kind of answer will be the same, which is, if you can get a clean batch outside and do all the tithing from that clean batch, which is all obligated, you can take the obligations for the clean batch along with the mixture. And if not, you'll have to tithe the whole mixture. The details now we see in the Mishnah. It says, The same thing applies if you have zese masik shnes arvu im zese nikuf. Again, it's a min bamino mixture. You have olives that are mixed together. Um, zese masik are regular harvested olives that are belong to the, the farmer. Um, they get mixed up with um, zese nikuf. Those are olives that were left for the poor. Let's say as peya, for argument's sake. So those are exempt from, if you recall, peya, etc. is exempt from the tithing requirements. So that being the case, you wouldn't need to take trumas and meisters from those zeisini kuf, but they get mixed up together, so you have to tie just some of it. How do you do that? Or similarly, if you have inve batsir, im inve olelos, you have some olives, excuse me, some grapes that were regular inve batsir, just harvested grapes that are owned by the farmer, who, which needs to get tithed properly. Im inve olelos, with grapes that are exempt from tithing requirements. Olelos, you recall, again from uh, Masechus Peya, are those uh, grapes that grew on a, a misshapen cluster where there's no um, matef and katef. There's no drop at the bottom and no like shoulder shaping of the sprigs on top. So those misshapen olelos are to be left for the poor, separate mitzvah to itself, and are exempt in tithing requirements. But let's say someone pulled them off and now you've got unidentifiable grapes which were olelos and therefore exempt, but get mixed up with your other grapes which are chayv. So what do you do? Same as the previous Mishnah, if you have resources from elsewhere, so for example, you have some other grapes which are totally obligated in tithing, or you have other olives which are totally obligated in tithing in a regular way, then then it's easy. Just do the math of how much total grapes you need to tithe, both from the clean clean batch and as well as the components in the mix, the mixture and tied from the clean batch on behalf of both, and everything's going to be A-OK and simple enough. Uh, True, this is actually not that simple, because, like I said in the previous Mishnah, you need to make sure that the obligation that applies to your commingled batch is the same as your obligation in the clean batch, unadulterated batch, um, which would mean that in the event that the majority of the grapes were chayab and just a few olelos got mixed in, so then the batch sells a chiyav doraisa because the, the rove still has to be tithed. Um, then it's pretty easy. You just get other grapes and, and from that clean batch take from both for both piles. But if you have a minority, let's say, for example, the majority of the grapes in the mix were exempt and a minority were obligated. So now really, midoraisa is bitzel barove and this, those grapes that had to be tithed are now lost in the mix and midoraisa are exempt from tithing. So you'll need to get... A, from somewhere else, a clean batch of grapes, but a clean ga- batch of grapes that only have a chiyav midorabanan to tithe. You won't be able to use the trick I kind of described in the previous Mishnah of the mathematical trick that the, because there's no 
minimum amounts of grapes that need to be tied. Unlike challah, we need to have 43.2 eggs. So you'll have to find a source of rabbinically tithable or subject to rabbinic tithes, grapes. Um, for example, if the grapes, again, came from border in countries outside of Eretz Yisrael, Surya, etc., that's rabbinically required. Or if the grapes grew in Atzitz Nakuv, and excuse me, excuse me, Atzitz Sheinu Nakuv in a unperforated flower pot, which again only has rabbinic requirements for tithing, etc. One of those kind of solutions. And then you'll take from, if you have those grapes, you'll take from those grapes on behalf of both themselves and the grapes that are in the included in the mixture. Fine, but that's easy enough if you have extra grapes. But if what if your grape harvest is finished? There's no extra grapes to make a clean unadulterated batch for taking tithes from. Vim lav, then then it depends. Now, <clears throat> if not, then you'll have to take your tithes, of course, from the mixture. Um, but the tithes that need to be taken are four, right? There's truma gadola, and then there's trumas meiser, as well as meiser rishon and meiser shenir and meiser ani. So those four, they're not quite the same, because when it comes to the truma gadola and trumas meiser, the gift that the farmer has to give to the Cohen and the gift the Levi has to give from his Meisar to the Kohen. Those are Isser. They're forbidden for a non-Kohen to eat, so you have to get them out. Um, the other two, meaning the Meisar Rishon and Meisar Shani, <clears throat> or Meisar Ani, if that's what we're talking about in that year, so those um, are economic obligations, but they're not, according to Rambam, Bartanur, etc., they're not Usser to eat themselves. Um, so that being the case, it doesn't really matter so much if you give you give the economic equivalent to the levy and say, here is your Meiserishon, etc. Even if what you're eating is untithed Meiserishon, so what? It doesn't, doesn't make that big a difference as long as you set up economically, settle, settle the score. So that being the case, the mission differentiates um, between the two that have to be taken out, the Truma and Truma's Meiser, and the uh, Meiserishon and which are just economic requirements. And it says, Ve'imlav, if you don't have a source of grapes elsewhere, to make a clean batch for tithing, and all you have is this mixture of grapes, some of which are obligated, some of which are exempt. So then, motzi truma trumas maaser lakol, you have to take truma and trumas maaser on the let's say the two percent for truma gadola and the one percent for trumas maaser. You have to take that out on the whole mixture. So for for just illustrate with numbers to make it clear. Let's say for example you have um, a thousand grapes in the mix, okay, and a hundred of those grapes let's say, are the obligated ones, that would be meaning, and 900 are the exempt ones. So that would be in that example. So you have 100 olives, excuse me, 100 grapes that need to be tithed um, in the mix, but you have 1,000 grapes altogether. So we're saying, listen, when it comes to Truma Godola, you need to take 2% out. I have to take 2% of the whole mixture out. So 2% not of the 100, but of the 1,000. That being the case, 2% of 1,000 is uh, 20. You have to take 20 grapes out and not just two grapes. And same goes with um, the Trumas Meiser. It's 1%, so you have to take 10 grapes out, not just one grape. But Vasha'ar, meaning when it comes to the Meiser and Meiser Shani, Meiser Rishon, Meiser Shani, those are just economic equivalents. So therefore, since of the 100 that you have in there, I'm using round numbers to be simple, of the 100 that you have in there that need to be tithed, 10% needs to go as Meiser Rishon, let's say, so that's just 10. So you can take out 10 out of the 1,000, not 100 out of the 1,000. Um, that's going to be fine. And same goes with the Meiser Shani. You'll take 10% of, I'll call it the 100, 
and not 10% of the thousand. The reason why I, I sort of waffle there is because you probably realize that that's 10% of what remains. Like, say, for example, from Meister Shani to my 10% of Meister Rishon, you give them what remains left, you give 10% of what remains as Meister Shani, etc. for all these tithes, but let's not go there. It's just making the math complicated for nothing. The principle is certainly clear in the Mishnah, which is that uh, Meister Rishon Shani, you can tithe just the mathematical economic requirements, whereas Truma and Truma's Meister, since we're afraid um, that you won't pull out the right grapes and they're usser to take, you have to therefore take, you have to do parade on the entire, entire batch, and then we'll be comfortable that when you take a 2% of the entire mix of a 1,000, that you did indeed pull out the requisite two grapes they needed to come for the 100.